you protect what you love. Hunting is a life, not a lifestyle, it's a life. This is Hunters to show people how great of a job we're doing for conservation, providing for ourselves all the things you and I understand. I think you kind of owe it to the animal that you're hunting to be as prepared as possible. You know, as I get older, I appreciate the laughs and the time and the experience. Well, guys, welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. This week, we have Omar Crispy Avila on the show with us. And man, thank you so much for being on the show. Like before we even go into it, man, I got to say, like, I I, I knew I wanted to have you on the show just from following you on social media, man. I've got to tell you, you're one of the most, like, first off, your page is funny, but you're just one of the most positive and motivational figures out there. And I just, uh, I love the chance to have you on the show and talk to you and talk about hunting for a minute. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. When when you guys reached out, like I mentioned to you earlier, um, I was excited because, you know, I wanted to share my story with the hunting community. I, I mean, I do quite a bit of hunting and um, just trying to share my love and my passion for hunting with everybody on social media. But being able to actually talk to somebody that knows the hunting industry and, and is in the hunting industry is just uh it got me super excited so thanks for having me i'm really looking forward to this yeah man absolutely so um let's let's just dive straight into it like like tell me first off like the the hunting stuff is that something that you kind of grew up doing or did you get on get into it later in life so i grew up in south texas uh a small town called brownsville i mean you can throw a rock into mexico we were a border town yeah okay i hear you and uh you know it wasn't there wasn't a lot of resources for whitetail and, and stuff like that, but we did have a lot of neo guy. We have a lot of neo guy down there. Um, so friends, uh, when we were young, we would jump in the back of a pickup truck and go right around and try to find one. And um, but the biggest thing that we always did was bird hunt. We did a lot of dove hunting. It's it's South Texas is really known for for dove hunting. So I grew yeah. up dove hunting. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't a whitetail hunter like now. Like I said, I mean I got into it. Uh, probably after, uh, during the military and then after I was injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how much, uh, so you got into the military and, and, you know, the injury and all that stuff happened. How long after that do you started, you know, to be able to start hunting again? You know, that was, uh, it, it took a little bit, uh, for me. Uh, so I got injured in 2007 and, yeah. uh, you know, with I sustained seventy five percent burns to the body, thirty yeah. fourth degree burns. My hands are kind of, uh, we're not kind of they're they're <laughs> they're all jacked up, you know. So I yeah. was trying to learn how to use my hands, and um, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, man, it was it was a very very dark time. I felt useless. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I wasn't gonna be able to perform like I did before when it came to hunting and doing everyday stuff. Um, so I was kind of depressed and. Um, I, I didn't want to do anything, and I finally got a phone call from a friend of mine. He said, "Man, you need to get out of here. Like, get out of here. We're going whitetail hunting." And I, I committed. I said yes, and so you know, I got ready, and it, it put that excitement in me because uh, I had to get a pack ready, like my backpack ready. So I got up and I went to the storage, and I got all my hunting gear out, and I got my weapon, and you know, I started making sure that I had everything. So in a sense, it kind of gave me that that little military. Um, bearing where it was like all right i need to prep for this so i did and uh i remember the next uh, i'm sorry that same night you know at two in the clock in the morning i'm kind of still excited about it but i had doubts in my mind i I was man i was like i don't know if i want to go like they really want to do this and 
No, so I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm going to make a decision when I wake up in the morning. And, and I woke up that morning and, and, you know, I heard the birds singing outside and something just said to me, you need to go, go get at the outdoors. It might be beneficial for you. So I jumped in my truck and headed out there and met with a bunch of other warriors, hung out, um, you know, and, and, and right then and there, as soon as I walked into the hunting camp, everybody was just kind of hanging out by the fire, telling yeah. stories, hanging out. Uh, talking about what blind and you know, people want to spot and stalk, you know, all the good stuff behind hunting. And uh, it something sparked in me and just the smell of the outdoors and being able to uh, sit around like-minded people was just something that, that was feeding my soul and was making me feel good again. Yeah. yeah. And we got out there and, you know, I didn't shoot a huge buck. I shot, uh, I think it was a six pointer. Yeah. He was about, he was about six years old. He wasn't going to do anything anymore. And, um, I ended up taking him and man, that, that just something flipped inside of me and said, man, this is, this is your sand. This is your medication. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I always tell people to today, I was like, you know, the burns and, and everything that goes with the injuries that I've had, I've never, uh, I've never felt any relief or, um, or, or pain free like I do when I go to the outdoors. Like yeah. there's no medication that the doctor can give me that is going to replace the way that I feel every time I go to the outdoors. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. It really is. It's it's amazing to me, um, you know, and you're you're coming from a different situation, but how many different people that that not just on this podcast, but I've gotten to talk to that have heard something, that have said something to that effect, that are going through some sort of a hard time and just said getting outdoors, whether it be hunting, whether it be fishing, hiking, whatever, just getting outside is their medication. I, that seems to be a common thing that you hear. And that's that's incredible that that was, that was able to be that for you. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, I, I think we're all presented uh, different challenges in our lives, whether it be an injury, whether it be the, the loss of a loved one, work uh, you name it there's always going to be a challenge in life you know it's yeah. life's hard plain yeah. and simple life's going to be hard you know it wouldn't be called life if it wasn't hard yeah and uh i think that's the uh the mentality that we have as hunters and, and outdoorsmen that 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 place there is in a sense it's it's our our safe place you know this is where yeah. we come and we're like i said you meet others that that think alike and are just like like we are and, and out there for the same reasons and uh, it's just, man, I, I think I did this in, in an interview that I did for uh, Silence Recall. I told them, I was like, when you go to the outdoors, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, yellow, purple, short, one yeah. leg, two legs, no legs. That deer doesn't care where you come from or, or that elk or anything. It doesn't, it, 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 it can give, it doesn't care. Yeah. It, you know, all that matters is that you make that shot. Yeah. So that's what I love about hunting, that it brings people from every background and you have that one thing in common. Yeah. And, and it's just amazing to see and experience uh, someone and, and watch someone else's happiness make you happy. Like it, it took me, it took me a little bit to realize like, man, that's awesome. Look at that, that the smile on that guy and, or on that, on that lady or on that kid, man, it, it, I feel good watching them celebrate. So yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just it, it just brings all kinds of people around you, and, and it's just it, it's a it's a very very tight community that that right. I love and I hold dear to my heart. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. We've talked about this 
on here before. I always said that's one of my favorite things about the term hunter. Because that word, the term hunter, does not, it's, it's a very general term. It has no tie to age, ethnicity. It doesn't matter. I mean, anyone can be a hunter, you know, and it's it's one of the common misconceptions, you know, in our country. I feel like when someone hears the word hunter, they think of a middle-aged white dude when that's not the case. It can mean anybody, and that's what, yeah. I, that's what I love about it. Um, let me ask you this, man, and I, this is maybe we'll get back to the hunting stuff, but I like just hearing you talk there. I got to go to this. So, like, I always know, like when I'm scrolling through my timeline or whatever, I always know if I see a post from – if I see a crispy post, like it's gonna be positive, it's gonna be upbeat, it's gonna. A lot of times you do some motivational stuff. Like, like where does all that come from, man? I mean, because I'm not, like I would be saying this to you whether or not we were recording a podcast or not. Like, like you were, honestly, like you never see anything negative. Like it's always positive and upbeat. Like where, where do you, where's that motivation come from to to, to do that? Man, that comes from from so many different places. It comes from faith, um, from being granted a third chance of life. I died twice when I was wounded, uh, once in the battlefield and once in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, it comes from my family, how supportive they were. Uh, my, my dad's former military as well. So he was uh, one of the reasons behind me always being positive and pushing forward because he was like, hey, get up. We got to do PT today. So he, in a sense, he was there to be like my commander and kind of yeah. help me get through it and my mom and brother and sister were so supportive they were there all the time and um you know it was just uh, it was just one of those things man it was just the family uh all my friends around me the support of the community and not only that i felt like it's only right to enjoy life i'm here because i was blessed enough to get a second chance of life and how dare am I going to waste it and be negative and be at home and not do anything? Because at the end of the day, when you lose a day, whether it be out hunting, whether it be out, you know, the shooting range or stuck at home watching TV all day, that day is gone. Yeah. You're, you're, you're never going to recover that day. So why am I going to sit at home feeling sorry for myself, telling myself how bad I have it and, and justifying it because I was wounded? No. At the end of the day, I got to live my life a hundred times better because I'm living my life for every single brother that I lost over that I had lost overseas, yeah, and that would trade spots with me in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. So I live my life for them. I, I live my life, you know, because of God. I live my life because of my family. And and you know, uh, when I started my my social media, it, I I came here with it. I wanted to motivate people. I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to show people that no matter who you are, where you come from. If something drastic happens in your life, there is a way out. There, there is there is glory behind the scars and the tears and the battles that you're going to fight. At the end of the day, you're going to see that all that stuff is going to turn into success. And um, that's where that came from, man. And, and, and honestly, uh, as much as we see a lot of negative things on social media, whether it be internet bullying or people mm. calling everybody out because they can hide behind a computer – it's opened such a positive world for me. I've met kids around the country that I I've never would have met if it wasn't for social media. And yeah. you know, one of the one of the biggest things for me is I love working with kids that have suffered burns. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it, it's different for them. Myself, you know, I I you know I grew up. I joined the service when I was eighteen. Before that, you know, I was an all-American football player. I had a chance to go play collegiate football. Like I did the hunting. I 
I did everything that I wanted to accomplish at, at that age. I mean, right. I, I did all the American things. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was wounded as an adult. You know, I was wounded when I was 21. So yeah. I, I lived my, my, my youth fairly well. Right. Yeah, I understand. But, but yeah. these these kids are growing up with burns. They're going to be bullied because at the end of the day, we, we, kids are jerks. Yeah. We're, we're jerks. Yeah, there's some mean people out there. Yeah, ain't no doubt that, about that's it. The, yeah, that, that's the way we're white. And that kid's going to get picked. It's going to get bullied, you know, so it's going to bring down their self-esteem. And um, if I can step in and kind of help them and guide them and mentor them and just be for them at the end of the day when they want to pick up the phone and be like, hey, Omar, you know, I'm having a rough day. This and this happened at school, and this happened. These kids pick up their phone and they call me, and you know they they feel uh, like I'm that uncle that relates to them that they can share their stories with because yeah. if they share with the, with their parents, you know the parents can relate to the burn or, or or what's what they're going through, but I can. So, man, that that's that, that's another thing that drives me and and it fills me that I got to be positive. I got to set an example. I got to be a leader. You know, it's just. My, my service to my country may be done, but not to my community. Yeah, and and I and I take that hard uh, every single day. I want to make sure that I can help my community be better and, and bring us together. You know, I think we're, we're divided as a country right now, and instead of attacking one another, why not meet, like meet at middle ground and try to resolve what's going on? Yeah, yeah. They and you, they, man, you do an excellent job at it too. I mean, because you know. You know, you can read the the comments on your post, and the, the just the way you come across, man. You you come across as such such a genuine person, you know. And that's the the thing about it too. Like you could have not, you know, you could have stopped. You know, you couldn't have you you could have stopped and not ever tried to do all the extra stuff you're doing now. And people probably would have just had nothing but positive things to say about you. But just the fact that you're doing all the positive things that you're doing now, man, it's it's truly incredible. Um, and I thank you for it, and it's it's all it's awesome. Just all the respect in the world to you. Thank you. Well, I guess it's it's my parents, man. This is the way they raised me, and this is it, it's who I am. And I think it'd be unfair uh, if I wouldn't share my passion and and myself to the world. Uh, I mean, yeah. I want to use my body, my injuries, my experience as a tool to help others. Yeah, yeah. And putting it away in a shed, it, it's it's not fair to anybody. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a great way to look at it. Um, so. To change slightly, veer it back into into the hunting side. So, uh, I'd been, you know, I, I was telling you before we started started the show. I, you know, I'd been saying I wanted to have you on for a while, but when I finally was like, all right, I got to reach out to this guy. You posted a picture uh, with a, uh, I believe it was a buffalo that you shot with your bow. Yes. And you talked about in the caption, you said something about you know back to when you were first figuring out archery, and you were. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you tell that story because I, I just the captions like that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, I, I did the hunting and, and I've always been great behind a rifle and, and a handgun and anything. And with everything that it comes into hunting, you know, we always want to challenge ourselves. We want to push our body to the limits. We want to test our hunting skills. Right. And one of my buddies here in Austin has uh, an archery shop called uh, Archery Country. And we were in there after hours, and I was watching them just, you know, sling arrows. And I was like, man, that's so awesome. I want to do this. I want to do this. And uh, But but it always held me back because I was scared of my hands. I I didn't want to hurt myself or hurt others around me. Right. So I, I never took that challenge. I said, you know what? I'm not going to. And then having friends like John Dudley, um, 
and watching him and do all that stuff all the time was just right. like, man, I'm doing myself an injustice. I, I need to try this. So I asked my buddy Tyler, I said, what do you think, man? The, the owner of the shop, I said, what do you think I should do? He goes, listen, let me talk to a friend of mine and, and let's meet here tomorrow. And I said, okay. Yeah. He ended up calling one of the reps at Matthews and they, they both got together and they said, here, we're going to send you this bow. So they sent me a, a missions, um, yeah. which is the, it's pretty much a kid's bow, I mm-hmm. guess you can say. Yeah. So they, they sent that to me and uh, he cranked it down to 25 pounds and I pulled back and I had a little bit of hard time with it, man. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was something different. Yeah. Um, you know, you're using muscles that you've never thought of you use. And uh, so I went to draw back, and, and I let that arrow fly. And, man, as soon as I let that, that thing go, I was hooked. <laughs> it was yeah. – I, I have no idea what it was, but it bit me. That bug, that archery bug bit me hard. Yeah. And um, so I started going every single day. Every single day after I was done with my workouts, uh, doing what I needed to do for work, I was in archery country shooting arrows every single day. And <laughs> – uh, I think within a week, I went from 25 pounds to 35, and then 45, and then 55, and I was pretty comfortable at 55, and I was like, man, here we go, and my buddy's like, you don't need uh, anything more right now, this is bows, it's where it's gonna end up at, you know, you're done with this one, and yeah. I said, okay, so I said, well, I want to hunt with this bow before I, I move into something else, right. and he's like, well, let's do it, and um one of our friends happened to have a, a buffalo in their property uh, that there was a mature buffalo that needed to go, and I ended up purchasing the hunt. And we went out there, and uh, I definitely earned that hunt, man, because I had no idea how hard archery is. <laughs> it, <laughs> right. It yeah. took me a storm. We will we will creep in within a hundred yards, and you know I get it within a hundred yards, and I'm like I'm not comfortable with this this range. I need to get in with at least fifty, and they're like okay. And we start creeping in about 50, 60, and, and I spook the uh, buffalo, and they take off, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God. So I must have walked a good 15 miles that day, and, you know, we went out, took a break, came back out, and I was determined to get it done. And finally, uh, we caught a little high wind, and, you know, they really couldn't smell us or, or yeah. pick up our, our, our steps, and I got within 35, 30 yards and uh, oh, I let nice. that arrow fly, hit him right in the heart, took about five or, or ten yards, and, and then it dropped, yeah. and I was hooked. Yeah, how did that, <laughs> yeah, how did that feel? <laughs> oh, man, I, you know, it, 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 it kind of, it, and it's going to sound touche, but uh, it felt like being back in combat. That same adrenaline rush that I got when I was in a firefight, I felt it right then and there. Really? It brought me back really quick, and it was a great experience. It was yeah. nothing, you know, not a, not a bad memory or anything. It was just all the great times and the yeah. good times that I had doing my job, and I felt that same adrenaline, and I was out. My heart was about to jump out of my chest, and I was so happy high-fiving everybody when we got back to camp. And I mean, <laughs> it, it took a good six hours for that adrenaline to go down. I was <laughs> that excited. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, you know, shortly after that, I, I looked at my buddy Tyler and I said, hey, man, I think I'm ready to move up. And, you know, I moved up to the Halon 32 and I yeah. started hunting with that. And then, you know, Matthews came out with their Triax and that that right there is my jam. The I tri-ax? love that bow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that what I'm shooting. Is, it's a death trap. I mean, it's 
I love that thing. That, yeah. That's probably my favorite bow right now. It's just the Triax. I, I I hung up my my Halon thirty two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, we, we, dude, the Halon thirty two. I I love that bow. I um I love that bow. I uh yeah. I shot that bow last year. Um, and it performed great for me. I I, I was able to kill an elk and a, a whitetail buck with it. But uh, then I started shooting that Triax. Um, got it this year. And it's yes, yeah, it, we're all shooting Triaxes now. They're incredible. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, I, I love the thirty-two. Uh, if I'm up in the mountains or somewhere hunting elk, uh, but just that triax, it's a lot smaller. It's easier to carry. It yeah. weighs less, and and it just packs a punch. It amazes me because the velocity that it comes out and how fast it gets to its target, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude, absolutely. Uh, how how often do you get to go out? to hunt yeah yeah you get to go uh, pretty pretty consistently or you stay pretty busy um a little bit of both man i'm fortunate enough that i got friends around here that have tags that you know they need a certain amount of does gone and and you know sometimes the cold bucks need to be taken and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. i i stay somewhat busy during the hunting season that's that's my favorite time of year yeah and ours too <laughs> yeah i volunteer my time uh at friends places uh when they bring in gold star kids the gold star kid is you know when they've lost their parents in battle uh, or to the war or uh they, they bring in a lot of um kids that have rare diseases that aren't going to be around uh, yeah. to their ranches and stuff so i come help and guide and and help clean and and gut the animals and whatnot and so i i stay pretty busy there and there in the hunting season wherever i'm, I'm called and i can go help and, and yeah. just kind of be there I, I i make it a a, a mission to do it yeah well, i'm sure they're happy to have you around uh is is interesting something you said earlier um about when you shot that buffalo the the way you felt because um, i was talking to uh i had a good friend of mine on here a guy named tom fuller uh he was a army ranger and he works with a uh a non-profit called ranger road um and they take a bunch of um veterans hunting and, and that's what he said he said the same thing about when he took those guys out was that uh when they would when they the chance to go hunt you know when they got to you know kill an animal whatever it was or you know take an animal that it was similar to you know the same kind of rush that they felt in combat but they, they described it the same way that you did you know all the all the positive stuff about it i thought that was interesting yeah you know it's just uh it's just crazy man it becomes a part of your life and, and you feel like you're never going to be able to achieve that that feeling that you achieved in combat but i tell a lot of the guys when i was like you need to get outdoors and experience this it's gonna it's gonna bring you back it's gonna bring all the good the positive memories and it's just gonna it's just there, there's something about the outdoors just changes your 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 persona or the vibes that you have going on it's just everything is just it's great you yeah. know what i mean it's just yeah. it just it brings something great within you and and you forget everything kind of like on deployment man you know when you were on deployment you didn't care about uh what was going on in the news or who was saying what or who was wearing you know what shirt or hat or none of that stuff none of that stuff mattered all that mattered was you the guy next to you and staying alive yeah that was it and you can kind of see the resemblance in hunting because at the end of the day all that matters is you that rifle that bow and that animal that you're trying to harvest to bring home to provide your family yeah uh, a, you know, a, a good, clean source of food. Yeah, that, and, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too, because you're always posting pictures of, 
you know the meat the meat when you're eating it and that sort of stuff because that that feeling transfers over when to me it does when you eat that meat it's it's different than when you eat something that you buy from a store it feels different when you when it's something that you hunted and gathered yourself yeah not only that like i don't know if it's happened to you but it's happened to me where you know i'll be cooking a, a, an elk steak uh or or moose i was fortunate enough to go to alaska last year and hunt moose and yeah by far my favorite hunt um but, you know, we were, it's just kind of when you cook or you make a roast or steaks, whatever it is that you make. It, to me, when I take that first bite out of that meal, it always brings me back to that great memories that I had. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and how how hard I worked for that hunt and, and, and you know, all the all the miles that we logged and, and the times and just everything. It brings everything back from the guides to quartering this animal in the middle of nowhere and having to hump it out like yeah. all that comes back and it's just like man you know what i earned this yeah and, and, and having it right now makes the whole the whole circle come around and it's just it's complete it's the complete circle of life yeah dude 100 percent. And, and something that's always it's it's something funny and, and it's a beautiful part about it too to me is like you know talk about what you're talking about there about quartering that you know moose up in the middle of nowhere whether you know with us it's normally you know if we're packing out of elk or or something you know in the moment and you, the struggle for that's usually pretty hard you know you have to work pretty hard for it it might not be fun at the time but then when you're talking about when you're sitting down and you're um you know you're eating it or whatever and you're reliving it and all that fun stuff all those the struggle it's all just good memories it's not it doesn't you know in the tome you're like man this sucks because it's you know it's hard work <laughs> but in the, <laughs> when you're re when you're eating that food it's it's nothing but just beautiful memories about it, it just makes you it just makes you smile oh yeah it just it, you know what i mean like it brings that all that back like you're like man you know i sweated so much or i was cramping here or that leg was heavy or you know that that quarter was i shouldn't have done that but when you're tasting it you're like oh it's all worth it baby i would do it all over again yeah oh 100 percent. yeah and that's why we keep going back <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man and dude will look i always um especially when i'm talking to you know someone like you that i know has a lot going on um definitely appreciate you being on the show and i'm not going to hold you any longer but i do want to leave you with just again um not a one thank you for coming on the show but thank you for being thank you one for your service thank you for for serving the country but thank you for being the person that you are now thank you for being so positive and so motivational it really does it's a uh it's a, not to sound cliche either but man it's a it's a it's a shining light in a uh in a negative world so i appreciate you appreciate what you do oh thank you man thank you i sincerely appreciate it like i said i'm, I'm honored to be on here and get to share a little bit about hunting and why i love it and, and you know why we should start uh sharing this with with our youth man i think we're we're losing a lot of hunters because yeah we are you know a lot a lot of parents aren't aren't bestowing this great thing on their kids like our parents did to us and uh, you know like i said every, if i get a chance to speak about hunting more than anything else i'm gonna take it just so i can share that with with other people and they can get them interested and get them out in the outdoors because because we need it yeah, you know, we 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 constantly get attacked of why are we killing all these animals? But I don't think a lot of people realize that we need to harvest so many animals to make room for the ge next generation of animals that are being born every season. Yeah, oh yeah, that as in this day and age, the way the world's you know the way the world's built, you have to manage your wildlife or they won't they can't exist without management. So yeah, it's of a, course. Yeah, yeah, hunters and, are doing and the that's, right thing. And that's what yeah, that's what we need to share because 
you know, we constantly get attacked. And I mean, you, you, you can see stuff on our page where oh, yeah. people constantly come and they're like, you murderer. And, you know, I hope that happens to you too. And it's just like, listen, like, where do you think your meat comes from when you go to the meat market? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That is actually worse for you. It has a bunch of chemicals and steroids and um, all this nonsense. You can't even freaking like, yeah. you can't even read or mention what it's on that net yeah. package. And, yeah. At least I know where this came yeah. from. I'm out here getting clean I, meat, clean protein. Yeah, exactly. I know what I know what this animal was eating. Do you? Because <laughs> it's just you know it's, it's it's crazy, man. I don't think people really realize. No, they don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know you have you have shows on Netflix. Uh, have you seen that new show that just came out? The the what is it? The it was after Roger Raglan, I guess. They they kind of made that. It's something the hunting. Big white tail hunting. Oh bird. gosh, yeah the you know? the the white tail deer hunter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, it was. It, I get that it was meant to be a comedy, but it like it did not paint hunters in a good light at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And, and and that's everything we see. Even even to the cartoons, like the hunter is always the bad guy. Yeah, there was one. I forget. Um, I don't even remember what movie it was. It was. A, I think it was a Disney Pixar like animated film. Where they were mm-hmm. they were bear hunting or something, and they like uh, they didn't kill the bear, but they like thought they did. I but anyhow, they they very much inferred to like the guys were like all they wanted to do was shoot the bear and then take pictures with it. Like that's and I was like, ah, yeah. There's oh, yeah, most of the mainstream media you see paints hunting in a very very negative way, which is yeah, and that, unfortunate. And that's impacting the community and and all these businesses that that strive from hunters. Like yeah, but they don't see that every year the amount of money that we put back and into preservation and, and saving so many different animals. Like that's one of the biggest things that I take pride in is dude, here in Texas, we've brought back more species uh, than any other state or country. Let's say Africa was having a, um, a problem with their oryx. We had such a huge population here in Texas that we were shipping back their animals from here to help them bring that species back. Yeah. And it, and it happened and it doesn't, hasn't stopped there. Same thing with axes. Dude, axes is very low in, in, in uh, India where it comes from because they're constantly hunted by, uh, by tigers. And that's, you know, the, it's a, I mean, that's a huge animal that, that feeding off of this and it's killing the population. But here in Texas is thriving and we're actually sending axes back there to help the population regrow yeah dude i so, say uh, all the time the uh the the best the best uh story of of hunters being the true conservationist occurs in texas in the davis mountains and it's like a story that you never hear about like the uh mm-hmm. the the wild elk herd in texas oh like, yeah like dude, that that elk, the davis mountains yeah that elk herd exists solely because of hunters like there's no because there's no laws on them like game laws they're identified as exotic so like if the hunters that that own that ground and can hunt out there if they wanted to they could go shoot all of those elk today legally they could mm-hmm. go take a rifle they could take whatever they wanted and just go wipe them out but they don't they manage them and there's a like we've got i got to go out there for the first time last year we did a, a tv show out there and nice. i was astounded like it was the, the elk population was crazy they were so healthy it was and i was like this is in this is in texas right now and like that like <laughs> no one it's like i was like no one knows about this how does no one know about this because all you ever see in mainstream media when hunting is covered is oh we're killing all the animals they don't you don't hear that kind of stuff the good Not stuff at all. 
I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm actually going there this year. Are you really? We, so are we. Yeah, we, we, we have a friend that has a property out there, and uh, uh, I don't know if I get a chance to hunt, but they invited me to come along, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out there and, and watch it. Man, I, there's something about sitting in the in, in the hills and just listening to these things bugle. Bugle and whatnot. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know, I've heard it in all the TV shows that I'm watching, the Outdoors Channel, the Sportsman's Channel, and, and every other channel. But listening yeah. to it in real time and being there, it's majestic. Like, how do these huge animals make that noise? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it'll send a chill down your spine. Or it does for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Especially, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, heck, you're in Texas. You'll know what I mean when I say this. About this time of year in Mississippi, it's so hot. And all all of us, all we can think about is getting out west so we can get some thinner air, some cooler temperatures, and here in Elk Bugle, because the summertime gets miserable. Oh, man, you're telling me here, I'm here in Texas. Yeah, I, does about, I know you can relate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially with my burns, man. Like, I got to constantly stay cool, other than when I work out, I sweat it all out. But yeah. uh, throughout the whole day, it's just that. Like, I, I start thinking of Wyoming, and I start thinking of all these other places where I know it's going to start being cool, and I'm like, I need to be there. <laughs> uh, I understand. So I can totally relate. Yeah, totally relate. To a, that. It gets in your blood in a serious kind of but, way. <laughs> oh yeah, but thank God it's almost just around the corner. It's almost there. Dude, it's it's knocking at the door, man. I can I can't wait. We actually, we have a uh, we have a local sports show this weekend. We're like it's a, they call it the Mississippi uh, Wildlife Extravaganza, and it's mm-hmm. like you're if you weren't when you go to that show, if you weren't like if you didn't have the bug about hunting season yet, you get it after that weekend because it's all the hunt stuff. It's like it's in the, all you can think about. It's like all right, it's time to hunt. Summer's over. Oh. Enough of this hot mess. It's time. To, it's time to hunt. Yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah. I, I'm you telling me about it. Uh, you know, we usually trap hogs down here, and, yeah. and we uh, we put them on the property and, and invite a bunch of people out and come hunt. But it's just been so dang on hot this year. It, it's insane. Yeah. how hot it's been so we haven't really done it and i've just been here in the, in the house slinging my uh, arrows at at squirrels that are eating our bird feet and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and smoking them in the traeger <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, kind of what's keeping me right now like, i understand and, and alive <laughs> hey squirrel squirrel is a very underrated wild game made people forget how good a squirrel tastes oh man, I, I had it the first time i had it was in, in monroe louisiana yeah uh i went hunting with some friends out there and they're like yeah you want some squirrel soup and i'm like shut up and they're like no really and this was about six years ago and i'm like you're, you're kidding me you're not eating squirrel soup and they're like no we are and i ended up trying it and i didn't believe them and, and sure enough it was squirrel and i was like holy smoke it's like, delicious no it was so good so the next day i went out and killed a couple and we smoked them and man i, I was amazed i said holy crap this whole time i've been seeing them and i just <laughs> I've never taken advantage of it. Uh, I do it every time I get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well make use of it. The resource is there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. So. <sighs> Good stuff, dude. Man, look, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. This has been fun. I've enjoyed it. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you so much. Good deal. Uh, well, guys, look, if you don't um, – follow crispy on social media i'm telling you you need to not only like you're gonna sit you'll go to his page and you'll laugh because dude's funny like dude i mean seriously <laughs> you, you, some hilarious stuff but like i can't and i'm serious i may sound cliche but i'm just i'm just telling the truth here there's a lot of negativity these days on social media news wherever 
positivity is a very like underrated source and we we take it you know we take it for granted and this guy's page crispy is always positive always motivational you need to follow him so man when we when we post his podcast and stuff uh we'll tag you in it so people can can find you on instagram and all that stuff but man again thank you for coming on the show and um just thank you for being you and doing what you do man Oh, thank you so much, man. I sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, man. So, guys, uh, thank you. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.